All right, we are live with episode seven of the Catalyst podcast. Today, we are super excited to have um, one of Catalyst's um, dearest friends for, you know, really since day one, uh, Jackie uh, Jackie Cook, Dr. Jackie Puncture. Uh, Jackie, how's it going today? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank and we have Joe as well here, Joe Bothy, one of the co-founders of Catalyst Sport. Hey, Joe. Hi, guys. So Jackie's Jackie's been a Catalyst um, literally since the day we opened. We knew Jackie before we had Catalyst. Jackie was a, an amazing personal trainer and um, still does some some coaching in our semi-private training program. And now Jackie is a practicing acupuncturist. Um, but b- before I get ahead of myself, Jackie, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and tell us about your background? Okay. Um, I, I've had lots of lives, I feel like. Um, but uh, let's see. Before acupuncture, um, I mean, if I just even talk about how I got into acupuncture, I can start with like the seed of the thought. Um, yes. Like when it like finally all clicked together and I made the big decision. But that probably the seeds of the thought, like not in chronological order, um, you know, came – Parts of it is like I lived in Korea. I worked in Korea right after I graduated. I was on a Fulbright fellowship. And being there, uh, I think I saw the medicine all around me and didn't even know what I was seeing. So um, just, uh, you know, students, I was working as a teacher in a school, students um, getting it from like just getting little things put on them all throughout the day. They had headaches, they had PMS cramps, they were tired, they were stressed, uh, and they were getting like, you know, Chinese medicine or Korean medicine being done. And then uh, it was working on me. Um, Yeah, it also worked for me. Some teachers helped me with it. Um, And what does that mean? It's a medicine that uh, people can use on their own every day. We can get back to that later. Um, I let's see. Uh, when I was 16, reading a, an article about how important massage therapy and other non-traditional therapies were to domestic violence survivors as their first encounters with positive touch, got me thinking about you know medicine and another kind of medicine. Um, uh, probably maybe what people can understand best is um, well when it all kind of came together is. I was working at a sports therapy uh, outpatient cl- uh, outpatient clinic uh, in the city. Uh, it's, it was a really great clinic. Um, the physical therapists were super smart and active. Uh, the orthopedic doctors probably really well or pretty well known and respected, I would say. And I was there because I was positive I was going to be a physical therapist. I wanted to be there and learn. I got to work with people. I got to see lots of bodies throughout the day and teach them, teach people exercises, learn from the physical therapist. And then that's when I kind of realized like, wait a second, there's got to be a different medicine that people can like click with. Um, is this is this telling you a little bit about yeah please so tell us like when was like the first moment when you were like hey you know what like i don't think physical therapies for me i think acupuncture is a more interesting road to go down tell us about how you kind of came to that that moment right so uh, i can't remember the specific patient but often i'd be working with patients we're on the floor they're they're doing their exercises anyone who's like had hip pain or knee pain and been to physical therapy, which is, you know, low back pain. A lot of folks probably getting your like 
your um, your hip bridges and your you know side lying abduction exercises and balancing you know on the bosu and stuff and, yeah doing all of that and just talking to them and I find that um, I just was talking to them about like how stressed they were or um, and giving how stressed they were or how, um, how, how tired they were. Uh, you know, I got to know a lot about the patients and, um, and also actually came from when I was watching their breathing and I started to connect. Um, there's something about their, the way they breathe, um, their lifestyle and their injuries. And like, I was seeing people who've been there for months and months and months and they would, benefit a lot from physical therapy, but, you know, come back. And it just, I just knew that like, there were other dots. There were definitely other dots. Um, and when I got to maybe help, like talk to people more about their breathing, because I learned something from, you know, from like my other practices, things I was doing in my life, uh, people were benefiting. So when I was helping to bring other things in and work with the, ther- with the therapists and talk to um, patients. It seemed like there was definitely another world that I was learning from, like uh, Eastern medicine, um, that was helping people. It seems like that's such a big theme, you know, when we're working with people that have that have had injuries in particular, but just in general in New York City is, you know, I've always said one of the biggest levers that people can pull for for better health is is mitigating the effects of stress on the body. And, um, you know, it's, it seems like that's a big part of, of your acupuncture practice. Yeah, for, uh, it, it definitely is. You know, if someone was it this past month, I saw a lot of elbows, like a lot of epicondylitis, like whether it was medial, lateral epicondylitis, I saw a few of those. And I think, uh, you know, some of the, the first effects that people say that they feel are like, oh, I just, I feel really relaxed. I like, yeah, sleep is a little different. Um, even for something musculoskeletal like that. Uh, and um, folks maybe not don't realize like that stress or other lifestyle things are affecting uh, how good how good their physical body is feeling or how good their physical body is able to to feel. That's one of the things I always loved about getting acupuncture for, you know, for injury or, you know, um, whatever it is of say, Hey, your elbow is hurting you. Um, you get some specific treatment on the area, something that, um, is going to help with, with, with pain perception or with, you know, with healing, uh, you know, an injured tissue, but it's almost like, you know, kind of getting like a two in one you know, extra bang for your buck when you get acupuncture, because you're also going to sleep better and you're also going to feel more relaxed. And I feel like, um, my sinuses are clearer and my digestion's better and you get all these kind of systemic effects so that, you know, my first kind of, um, you know, uh, experiences with acupuncture were, 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 like you said, were for specific musculoskeletal injuries. And then I started realizing about, wow, you know, when I get acupuncture, I, I sleep better. And, and then I got into, you know, getting acupuncture more for, um, you know, things like that systemic stuff of sleep support and and stress support. And it's really powerful stuff. And I think it's really interesting, um, how little we know about it in, in the West, as far as just the general layperson of like, 
I don't really, you know, for as much acupuncture as I've had, which is, is not so much, I probably, you know, over the last five years, maybe had acupuncture, you know, two dozen times, um, maybe a little bit less. So every couple months and, and Joe's had a lot more than me, but, um, you know, we've had acupuncture at Catalyst, uh, you know, now with you and before with, with Dr. Anna and, um, I still, I, I would struggle to, to, you know, concisely describe how acupuncture works and, you know, kind of what the mechanism of action is. So maybe you can just kind of help us with that of like, how does acupuncture work? <laughs> um, <laughs> good question, but. Right. Really good question. Um, <laughs> it's, the, it's the burning question everyone was asking, I guess. Um, I mean, Okay, so if you look at maybe the scientific research, scientific research being, you know, Western scientific research methods, not even just done in Western science, right? This is, sure. uh, but scientific scientific research being um, that there's it's studied or seen kinds of research has seen effects on um, we would say on the on neuropeptides, on circulation, inflammation at local sites, like you said, just like when you're for musculoskeletal, like, oh, like inflammation is affected. Um, and uh, the central nervous system. So uh, neuropeptides. Me, Interesting. Also known as, you know, endogenous opioids. So, or I can also explain it as like molecules that are native to the body that are produced in the brain and can circulate throughout the organs. So endorphins, right? Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, this is, it's seen that there's an effect. So it's not, it's, I don't think scientific research has been, has been able to say acupuncture definitely works at this, affect these, but it's, if you, I don't want to get into the like, explaining the the research like you probably look it up and yeah. find it but um these are yeah, like we try not to get too scientific yeah, on the yeah. podcast <laughs> um but that that's what it has been found to affect so um it, it and it makes sense right so if you're um the your endorphins um and let's say, oh, let's let me talk about the central nervous system. So yeah, it's been found that like F functional magnetic resonance imaging has has seen that um, when someone has been receiving acupuncture and they have the fMRI going, different parts of the brain are getting stimulated. There's different there's activity in different parts of the brain, um, or like through uh, nuclear medicine imaging techniques like have you heard of like positron emission tomography or spect single photon emission tomography so like this is when yeah yeah okay um and tissue Way, basically ways to measure of kind of where the activity is going in the brain or in the body right um and during acupuncture something is happening tissues are being affected um and so this is really interesting, Jackie, and it's it's interesting that you know Western medicine has been able to you know positively identify that there's some kind of physiological change in the body, and I think it's it really highlights you know the fact that Western medicine can't say, hey, this is the one thing that acupuncture does, and this is the channel you know by which actions affected. Um, I think it really highlights the difference in in understanding the body between 
Eastern medicine and Western medicine. And uh, I don't know if it was you who said this to me um, or if it was someone else, but I've heard that um, I've heard it said that in Western medicine, we kind of treat the body like it's, it's a machine or a car, you know, you have your, your circulatory system and that's a discrete system from, from your uh, digestive system. And that's different from your musculoskeletal system, you know, in the same way that a car's, you know, Joe's going to, going to laugh at me here because Joe knows a lot more about cars than I do, but you know, that the oil pump system is, is separate from the transmission is separate from the, the engine and, you know, they work together and they interact, but they're all more or less separate systems. And, you know, if something's broken, you just find the one part and you replace that part. Um, and, and that's kind of the Western medicine view of, of the human body. And I've heard it said that the Eastern medicine view is to view the body more like a garden, that if your garden's not flourishing, you look, you know, how can I improve the, the health of the soil? And is it getting the right nutrients and are things, you know, is the, is the air proper and whatnot? Um, would you would you agree with that kind of comparison of, of Eastern and Western medicine? Oh yeah, absolutely. You said it. You said it beautifully. I mean, um, I mean, even the Eastern medicine does use nature as a metaphor to um, to explain so much, or not even just as a metaphor, but it, it's often how we even just use the medicine. We're using those direct words sometimes, and sometimes we are using more of the science. Um, so we actually will switch back and forth, like in an actual. Uh, Time, like with a with a patient, um, so yes, that's a that's a great way of putting. Or I, you know, I spoke to I think I spoke to you about this. For example, when thinking about diet, right? I think we all understand how much um, food can affect uh, how good we're feeling, or food can affect um, getting better, right? Um, mm-hmm. When we're sick, or when something's not not going well, um, or even like in a culture where um, like we have so many lifestyle diseases, right? Yeah. So, and I, I think I explained to you that in um, when it comes to a Western look at nutri- nutrition, which I'm not going to say it's not valid, but sometimes, but one way, uh, one contrast you can see is um, sometimes when looking at diet with a Western diet, we'll say how many, um, uh, how how many grams of protein this has or how, how, how much nutrition is packed into this one food when we talk about right. food. Um, but, mm, but then we have a lot of, uh, a, a lot of folks who can't eat maybe some like these superfoods and they're like, well, then what can I do? Right. And we're like, well, Chinese medicine looks at it from like, it's not necessarily that this one food is so much better at packed with, with like numbers. It's not a game of numbers. It's a game of mm. what, how, what helps your digestion just like right so maybe uh, it's not about finding the right formulation like you know again like it's a car of like hey what's the right number of you know amino acids right. and this and that it's like hey how do you nourish this organism right and each organism is a little different right because like you said the uh, when you're gardening and you look at the environment each organism grew up in a different environment like us, the pe- people being organized, grew up in a different environment. We were given like different kinds of fertilizer and water. And um, so that when you consider like, oh, just that person's digestion, like is going to be a little different from the other person's digestion, which is why this kind of diet works better for that person and probably not so good for that other person. I think it's really interesting, this idea of like, you know, the body as an, as an organism and, and, you know, kind of treating 
all our systems holistically. And, um, you know, one thing that I find interesting about the, the Eastern medicine view is, is how ancient it is, right? I mean, this is like five, 6,000 year old medicine. Is that right? Yeah, it's, um, it's very old. So, uh, you know, we know it as Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine. You can go back the centuries that, I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be even able to trace further back to like the beginning of, of Buddhism, even of Buddhist monks, um, wanting to, to help people physically because that was what was going to, um, then lead to you know other kinds of enlightenment but yeah so it goes it goes back really far <laughs> it's, 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 it's so interesting because it's um you know people um that have read one of my favorite books the the black swan by um nasim nicholas taleb uh, is a book that's not about health it's about um how to view the world in terms of risk and how to view you know make sense of of information and understand um you know information and conflicting information and, and to balance that against risk. It's written with a little bit of a financial um, backing, uh, background to it. But, um, you know, he talks about in that book, uh, most people are more familiar with his, his second book, anti or subsequent book. I think it's actually his fourth or fifth, Anti-Fragile. Anti-fragile. And um, I can't remember if this example is from Anti-Fragile or from Black Swan, but uh, he talks about how, how things that are ancient have a certain value to them the fact that, you know, think of all that's happened in the last six, seven, eight thousand years, whenever it is since people probably first discovered, you know, this way of conceptualizing the body. Um, you can imagine there's probably hundreds and thousands of methodologies that just haven't survived to the present. And I think um, if something is able to survive this long, there's probably some merit that's at least worth considering. And especially now that we have, you know, scientific method, you know, falsifiable hypothesis studies that, that verify the efficacy of acupuncture. But, um, you know, one of the things I think is really interesting about these ancient models is, is how accurate they can be um, as far as their application without necessarily being, you know, not necessarily needing to describe the body or describe the phenomenon with perfect accuracy. So an example might be, um, the Ptolemaic model of the universe, right? Ptolemy was a, was a Greek astronomer, you know, lived thousands of years before the telescope was invented and he observed the planets and whatnot. And he had his model for the universe and, um, it wasn't correct. Um, obviously, you know, when, with Galileo and Copernicus, we figured out that, that there's a lot more to planetary motion and whatnot. Um, but the point is that the Ptolemaic models of planetary motion were actually still used by NASA up until like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago because they were so accurate. And I think sometimes that's kind of how I look at acupuncture of like, well, are we specifically able to identify, a, you know, a chi or a life force or some of these kind of more esoteric concepts from acupuncture? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but the value of a model is in its application. And if this way of looking at the body, you know, empirically gets people better results, then I think it's definitely worth considering and definitely worth giving a try. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, so that even if the, the science is a little bit 
Well, we're not exactly sure what the mechanism of action is. You know, we've seen this on, on fMRI and we've seen that it has an impact on, on neuropeptides and neurology and, um, you know, empirically we know that it helps people. And I think that that's where a lot of the value is. Um, don't you think Jackie? Yeah, totally. So, uh, I love the way you said that. So one way I'll explain it through is like, I'm, I just had a child recently, right? So my, my daughter just turned two and, uh, watching her and teaching her like babies um understand they have a brain to pick up physics just automatically right they watch something they watch something fall and they're like okay they pick up that something's going to fall they learn concepts a little slowly though right like when you go around the corner they don't know that you know you're going to come back right or like object they haven't in time right um they're they're programmed to learn physics just by watching it why i bring this up like what i'm saying is i don't need to explain to her what exactly like is happening she knows what's happening by watching it happen and i think the way chinese medicine works or like you know, you're asking the mechanism of action, but I think what you just pointed out is we know it works because we've seen it work. We see the ways that it affects things, right? So, uh, I don't know how microwave radiation works, but I know how to microwave my food. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but my brain just goes automatically to the baby. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, not migrating my baby, but yeah. Um, if you've seen this baby, by the way, you'll know why her brain auto. It's like objectively speaking, the cutest baby that I've probably ever seen. With uh, Joe's baby is is probably tied for that. Um, <laughs> the dropping thing is really funny because all they want to do is just drop things out of their chair and watch it fall, and it's like amazement at gravity. Right, and they, and they start to catch on that like. Wait, every everything can drop. Hold on a second. Let me just drop everything. <laughs> I think that's so weird. Yeah, but um, I can also speak about the efficacy of acupuncture. I've received I don't know many hours of acupuncture at this point, and it um it works. I, I don't know why it works or how it works, but it definitely works. And I found that it was super effective in not just injury um healing or whatever you want to say it was it was super effective as far as like performance and fitness and just improving my everyday kind of life i mean jackie have you found that you know when you're using acupuncture on people they come back and tell you how great like their next five ten workouts were or they performed better on the field or anything like that uh like i said Definitely the first, uh, the first observations are, wow, I just feel good. Like I like just feel kind of more clear, clear headed, um, able to sleep, able to relax when in people who thought that they were good at relaxing to begin with. And then when, um, in terms of performance, um, I mean, I think like, you know, someone comes to me with a neck thing and then they can sleep better and the next thing is gone. Yeah. They I've, I've heard I was stronger in class. I was stronger at jujitsu. Um, and yeah. able to go a little longer. Um, I mean, uh, exactly. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so impressed. Say that again. With, with, uh, sorry. We all talked at once. I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed with what my, um, 
what my experience with acupuncture has been. Um, you know, my sleep, sleep's always been a struggle for me. Uh, you know, I do a lot of things now, which, which have helped it. And I, I would say at this point, I wouldn't say I struggle with insomnia anymore, but I'm still not like the world's greatest sleeper. Um, and when I get acupuncture, I sleep better, um, digestion's better. There is a, a better sense of calm and well-being. Um, I feel like it, it mitigates, you know, whatever stresses, effects on the body are, whether that's, you know, the way, you, you know, we mentioned breathing or just kind of just the way you feel, a general sense of, of whether it's muscular tension or just kind of like, you know, this is a sympathetic, parasympathetic thing of, of just your peripheral vision awareness, you know, when we're more sympathetic, we're kind of more locked in like a a predator. Whereas when we're more parasympathetic, we're more relaxed and we kind of take in more sensory input, um, peripherally. And and I find that acupuncture has been invaluable tool for, for mitigating stresses effect on the body and just kind of helping me just, just feel better, sleep better, um, all kinds of benefits. What, um, actually let's, let's just kind of touch on that for a second. Um, you know, what are some of like the main benefits of acupuncture that, that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, especially in your practice and the way that you use it? Um, I would, it kind of breaks down into, I, I could probably generalize into two groups on um, the, as we mentioned, musculoskeletal um, cases of like anything from like, oh, my elbow is really hurting me every time I try to do a pull up <laughs> or okay. um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to do push ups. I'm in yoga class or Pilates and this thing is bothering me. I would say those, those musculoskeletal things or even like more acute stuff like um, getting banged up in, in class or, or a game um, or someone I know like broke their wrist or broke their wrist and had swelling instead of putting ice I, I, you know, I said, put on this herbal remedy, just slather it on. Um, and it, instead of like stopping all the healing, right. Cause as we know, like blood, um, that inflammation is important to healing. It's just, it's too much inflammation sometimes. Right. So when you're putting ice right. and slapping it completely, uh, you're going to slow it down even more, but herbal remedies and Chinese medicine can like, can create a cooling effect let the inflammation and all the benefits of inflammation continue, right? So that's that's one side. And then the other side are kind of probably more of the, uh, I call it like the wellness or the wellness slash chronic, chronic the chronic things. So um, like my digestion's bad. Anything from something as basic as uh, I have a lot of gas to – um, food, I can't eat anything. I don't know. I, because everything hurts to, um, to, oh, probably a lot of things that people feel embarrassed to talk about that they think are normal. I would say, mm. um, you know, I have to ask a lot of questions about like, what's it, what are your bowel movements? Like, <laughs> what are, um, and people are like, why are you asking this? It's normal. It's normal to you because that's what you've known. And most people don't talk about it together. Right. Uh, but those are, I think, um, any healthcare provider knows or is an insight into like deeper things, um, and, a, a, a more basic wellness, um, 
so that and and chronic so that's what i mean by chronic like chronic digestive issues or chronic menstrual issues um even uh, like psychological stuff like depression or anxiety those have really been found to um be affected with acupuncture um and i you know i've been able to help a few people with those kinds of things that's awesome that's really helpful i think um you know most people i think can benefit from acupuncture because it's not just a what I like about it is it's not just like, Oh, you're sick. So we need to fix the sickness. It's about optimizing health and about optimizing the organism of like, you know, you don't have like, you know, these probably use sleep as an example a lot. Let's say, um, let's say like sinus congestion of Mm -hmm. like, if I go to a doctor and it's like, yeah, I feel like a little congested. Sometimes when I wake up, I have to blow my nose a few times, you know, um, while I'm on the train and whatever. Um, well, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have a disease. Mm -hmm. You don't have a, you know, something that we can put a name on and we don't have anything we can prescribe to you. So like, you know, take some Sudafed and, and be on your way or whatever, but acupuncture will say, Oh, okay. Well, you know, you might have, too much you know wetness and this and that and um <laughs> you're laughing at me because it sounds like it could be right but i'm sure it's wrong um but um but no something like that where it's like hey you don't have a disease that you know you need medicine for but it's going to help just optimize your health and optimize the way you feel and, and i think that's why it's 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 so powerful yeah that's um, such a good example yeah like colds a great example. Why wasn't the first one in my mind? But um, yeah, folks are just like, oh, I, or even like you said, not even cold with sinus congestion. Right. I, it's it's winter. It's, my sinuses are congested. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I deal with it. And, um, but really, are you dealing with it? Like you're taking right. like a bunch of over the counter meds, like you're like having to like call out of work. You're, um, you're like not eating right or not sleeping well and you're getting by. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, it's, it it can be, it can be better than that. Um, and go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, so what does, um, so say someone came to you for acupuncture for, for any, you know, any of the reasons we discussed, what would, what would the first appointment look like? How does, um, how's that go? How do you kind of, you know, approach, uh, treatment? And what can people expect in their first appointment? It's it's a lot like uh, we we sit down and we talk for a little bit. So you tell your story, or I ask you questions. Um, this is probably one of my favorite parts. Like I I like I like to ask questions better than I like to probably answer questions. <laughs> um, and it reminds me of when I used to go to the doctor as a kid. Um, too, because beyond the questions, there's a lot of looking and um, and palpating. Like I take the pulse, I look at your tongue, I look at the color, your complexion, the coloring in your face, um, and usually people are coming in uh, either for something that they feel in their body, musculoskeletally, or there's they usually have that going on, and oftentimes that's connected to something deeper. So you know, I'll be touching your muscle and touching the the quality of the tissues and saying like, oh, um, why you feel the knots, you feel the elasticity of the skin, you see like, oh, what markings are in the skin? What's the coloration? Like everything is information. And 
um, the reason why I compare this to maybe like when I went to doctor when I was little and doctors had to do this because kids can't often tell you exactly what they're feeling, right? But if the doctor is looking mm-hmm. at everything, like how how they how they how someone is breathing, how they're sitting, um, you know, tapping on a certain area of the body. How does the organ sound? Like how, what's the, um, vibrate or the, the feeling under the fingertips gives you a lot, it tells you so much. And, um, and I mean, this is, this is what we do, what I do and what I think is the basis of Chinese medicine. It's so interesting. It's, um, it's, there's so much, it feels intuitive when I'm getting treatment, like when I've had treatment from you, it feels like I'll be trying to say something. I'm trying to explain to you and like, you know, maybe, maybe I came because my elbow hurt or whatever. Maybe I, you know, just I'm looking for, for better, um, you know, quality of life and some of the things we've talked about. And, and it's like, I'm trying to explain it to you and I just like, don't really have the words. And then it's like, you look at my tongue and you take my pulse and you like, touch my skin and you're like, Oh, well, is it this, this, and this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it is that word. It is. Yeah. That's exactly what I feel. And, and it, um, because maybe because I don't fully understand it, it just, it feels like it's intuition, but it's, it's based on, you know, this assessment process that, that really takes into the body, you know, takes into account so many factors of the body that, that we don't typically think about, um, in America and in the West. It's definitely systematic. I mean, we definitely learn how to do an intake, right? Or we definitely... Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Because it, um, it's cool that it feels intuitive, but it's, it's, it's good to know that there's a system behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're at, like, for me, like, your eyes and the color of your eyes are going to, are connect, connected to, say, organ systems in the body so that can give me some insight into that and you know i try i don't want to lead when i ask questions it's there's this balance of like telling leading you and telling you what to say i think uh, a lot of folks understand that right um Mm. you know and i i have like some weird background in in in, um in journalism i you know learned some journalism like years ago and and like it's coming back now and i'm like oh yeah this is this is really helpful how to talk to people how to ask questions um so then that's telling you what to feel but at the same time helping you learn help helping people get get a new vocabulary for for their body and for their feelings because that's also maybe i think something really great about this medicine is um kind of like what you were pointing out before it's helping people um, to connect with their bodies in another way. Like a lot of times uh, folks wait to go to acupuncture to like, they've been to a lot of doctors or, or just for regular things that they're like, Oh, it's fine. It's there. You know, you've gotten all this imaging. There isn't anything wrong. You're like, no, but, but there's something there's, there's something isn't, isn't right. Um, Or something just isn't optimal. Something just isn't optimal. Something could be better. Um, And asking questions and uh, and letting people talk and uh, and listening, you know, that people can find, the, connect these dots themselves. It's an interesting benefit that I hadn't considered of that, um, that I realize now that I have experienced that acupuncture has helped put me in, in better touch with my body of, you know, 
kind of being more aware of the the sensory um you know the sensory experience that that i'm having in my body um so um that that's really cool i think you've gone over a lot of really just interesting benefits um to acupuncture i think it's given the hopefully given our listeners um some more context and some more kind of just understanding of what acupuncture is and who it can benefit um you know, we, we just talked about what people can expect from their first appointment. And um, so how um, how can people get in touch? How can people experience, um, you know, Jackie Puncture, which is Jackie plus, it's a portmanteau of Jackie plus acupuncture <laughs> for anyone who didn't pick that up. And, um, you know, we, we say it jokingly, but obviously Jackie's, you know, a, a really serious and well-skilled practitioner who's done a lot of schooling and whatnot, but uh, how, how can people experience um, this for themselves? How do they get in touch? How do they schedule? Uh, easiest way is you can go to my website. Um, I It's starnorthfitness.com and you go to acupuncture and you can go right there and you can just book online or send me a message. Uh, the website is for, uh, I have a partner in business and we, it's, it's our, it's our, fitness and wellness site uh we do training uh we're sport we're um strength and conditioning coaches uh i'm still a strength and conditioning coach and we also have um we help people with their recovery and one of our main ways to help people recover is through acupuncture cool so uh people that are listening that haven't given acupuncture a try or maybe have given acupuncture a try and and, and want to give it another try um, they can go to starnorthfitness.com and uh, you'll find acupuncture there. You can make an appointment with Jackie and uh, I, I just highly recommend it. I, I I think if you haven't tried it, we've tried to use words to explain it and um, hopefully we've done a good job, but, but you have to experience it for yourself. And um, if you're listening, I definitely encourage you to, to make an appointment with, with Dr. Jackie and um, get, get the benefits of living a healthier life. Um, so this has been any, any closing thoughts here, Jackie or Joe? Oh, well, (laughs) but not necessarily Dr. Jackie. Um, it just, you know, Jackie or Jackie puncture, (laughs) um, it's fine. And, um, I know, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I've never said Dr. Jackie before. Um, no, I, uh, I think, um, I'm really happy to to be here, and uh, and Catalyst is uh, is just such a great force um, I've seen, and um, yeah, just happy to talk. We could talk for forever, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> cool, um, Joe. Anything from you? All right, guys. Thank you so much um, for being on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been episode seven of the Catalyst Sport Podcast. Uh, definitely post your, your comments, uh, your thoughts, questions, concerns, whatnot in the comments. And uh, as always, if you have things you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. If you like this, if you like this podcast, let us know. Uh, we love hearing from you. And, um, you know, we, we look forward to the next episode. So uh, until next time, this is Joe and Jason with Catalyst and Jackie Cook from Star North Fitness talking about acupuncture. Have a great day.